This episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine is brought to you by Twitter. Sure, it's full of Nazis, but at least it isn't Facebook. Download Twitter and start reporting accounts for harassment today. This episode is also brought to you by Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Because nothing makes me want to drink quite like worrying about what could happen to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Welcome to Chris Tries to Review Wine, the number one uneducated wine podcast. My name is Chris Barlow, and this week I might actually learn something, because this week I did not pick the wine. The wine was chosen by my good friend, Steve Trollinger. Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. Uh, It's great to see you, and I am so excited because you told me you were bringing a classy wine. Oh, it is the classiest, the classiest of wines. You You will never, no matter where you go... Find a classier wine. Really? Mm-hmm. I the, the tension is killing me. Show me the wine. What is it? So this is from a small vintner uh, known as Trump Wineries. I've never heard of that. Um, small, you say? Uh, where where are they? No, it. I oh, maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't hear me. Um, Trump Wineries. Yeah, like like uh, you know, in a Trump card in a game or something like that. No, no, like the. The, the sole topic of conversation in this country for the past two years, that that Trump, the, you know who, you know, it, it, it's important to me that you know who this person is. You know, about two years ago, I started drinking heavily. Uh, and I think it was to forget something. I don't really remember. But I, either way, I've decided it's probably best to just keep it up uh, for as long as I can, because I don't want to remember whatever that is. Oh, what wonderful paradise you live in. Yeah, it's pretty great. And uh, I'm excited. This this bottle is shiny. Uh, the, the word Trump is very large on it, which I guess is uh, going to be an indicator of big flavor inside. I, I, the big v- leak. Big leak flavor? B- big leak? Big leak? Big leak. Big leak Big leak? Chris, big leak. Well, I hope this does have big leak flavor. Chris, because Chris, Chris, coffee. I don't have any coffee. If, if you'd like some, we can stop and I'll brew it. Chris, look at me. Kofefe. I don't know. We're not at the tasting notes yet. So if that's some kind of tasting note, you're just going to have to hold on, Steve, because we're going to get to that here on a new episode of... Oh, God, I just remembered it all. <gasps> oh, oh. I feel better now. Oh, no. No, God. Oh, mm. Good news is, I'll forget it again soon, here on a new episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Hit it, guys. Recording live in New York, it's Chris Tries to Review Wine. With your special guest, Steve Trollinger. A delicious bottle of the Big Leaf flavor of Trump Cabernet Sauvignon. Musical guest, the Broadway cast of Cats. And your host, the man who puts the oh no in wino, Chris Barlow. Oh no, Steve, you really brought Trump wine to this podcast. <laughs> yes, I did, Chris. Well, at least you brought it in an evil villain mentality, because then I understand where we're going here. Yes, I only mean to inflict suffering and pain on all those who consider me their friend. 
And that's why I consider you a friend. Uh, Steve is one of the hosts of the Song Topsy Report podcast. We will hear more about that later if we're still alive later, because at any moment the world could be obliterated by the founder of this winery. Yes, or we could have uh, looked at the future that awaits us and um, committed some sort of seppuku. You know, that is a possibility every week here on Chris Tries to Review Wine, but especially this week. Steve, would you like to tell me, uh, why exactly did you bring me Trump wine? Well, Chris, up top, I'd like to first issue two disclaimers for your listening audience. Well, good. Like all alcoholic products, we begin with disclaimers. Yes. And uh, much like those disclaimers, uh, most things related to Trump may cause fetal alcohol syndrome. Good to know. Yes. Uh, little known fact. Uh, disclaimer the first is I would like to cut off at the knees any argument that could be made about whataboutism from any listener who might think or say out loud, well, gosh, guys, you know, you sure are giving him money, this guy you claim to despise. You're so eager to make fun of him that you're willing to hand him money, which is all he cares about, so you're just handing him a win. First of all, don't be such a know-it-all. Nobody likes it. Well, and second of all, I just want to say, did you consider getting Kamala Harris's wine? Unfortunately, she does not own her own winery. What about Beto O'Rourke? He does not own a winery. Oh, I've got it. Cory Booker must have his own winery. If it is, it's made in New Jersey, and I want no part of it. Wow. That's a noodle scratcher right there. But that disclaimer is an argument made in bad faith. Because, first of all, we didn't give, or I didn't give money to the... Trumps, I gave money to the poor bastard distributor who already bought that Wait, wine from the you Trumps. you mean to tell me that the Trumps are not personally packaging and shipping every case of Twump wine? Of Twump wine. No, I can honestly, I can honestly tell you that the Twumps aren't doing that. Wow. Okay, that is a mind blower. So you're saying I, really- I don't even think that they put on their own underpants in the morning. Well, I was going to say, you're supporting a middleman, basically, and I bet they have a middleman who puts their pants on as well. There are probably a lot of middlemen in their lives. I would assume so. Um, And a middleman, the middleman, really, as an industry, feels like a very American industry. We invented the middleman, and I'd like to think we're going to make the middleman great again. We're going to bring middleman jobs back to America uh, by supporting the pathetic schmuck who bought this wine. That's one way to look at it, sure. The other way is um, we already lost that particular fight because we are already giving him our money. Uh, the president gets paid a salary every year. Might as well get blitzed in the meantime. Beginning, as always, with the sniff. Go ahead and pick up that glass of Trump Cabernet and sniff it as loudly as possible. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is a little mm. noxious. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> what do you mm. smell there? Steve. Mm, mm, hints of uh, hints of ignorance. Oh yeah, definitely uh, uninformed flavor. Unbridled arrogance. And also maybe a kind of pepper plum thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a blackberry, yeah. I think. Oh yeah, with mm-hmm. maybe a nice bucket of fried chicken on the side. Yeah, which uh, you know, you you, you want to make sure you always eat fast food because you never know who's trying to kill you by poisoning your food. I know, you might as well do it to yourself. Yeah. And speaking of poisoning yourself, go ahead and take a sip. Let's move that Trump Cabernet all around our mouths. Really get in the nooks and crannies there. Yeah, gargle, swirl, and make sure you don't let anyone through the border of your mouth. Mmm. Now tell me, Steve, what do you taste? It's kind of, Chris, it's kind of hard to put my finger on it. Um, off the top of my head, I want to say it tastes like 
the concept of someone else losing instead of you winning. Yeah, I would say yeah. that's kind of a bitter taste. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But and like I, you I, win and you're still bitter about it for some reason. If, yes. If that makes any oh, sense. Oh, yes. Because this yeah. isn't bad on the surface, but there is something about it that says like, I'm not good. Yeah. And if, if you know, and if that's too obtuse, uh, to be a little bit more specific, I guess I could say it tastes sort of like the feeling of when you make a joke about how someone could be president in like 1997 or the early 2000s, and then 20 years later you somehow exist in the reality of that joke, that's the taste that it brings to mind. Mm, uh-huh. Something that once felt good but now is not. Yeah, like it could have been a funny SNL sketch from when it was a good show, and now it's just a horrible reality that somehow you you stumbled upon. Like, the divert, like, if I could put a taste to the concept of divergent realities, this wine tastes like a moment in time where reality splits into a new branch that it wasn't previously going to split off into. So you're saying black licorice. Yes, black Lots licorice. Lots of black licorice mm-hmm. flavor The worst there. flavor licorice, yes. Yes, that's correct. And that is what I'm getting. The I'm objectively getting... worst flavored licorice. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm scientifically proven. Strong notes of something scientifically provable, yet somehow everyone's denying it. Yes, exactly. Ah, that's complicated. Mm -hmm. It's a complex wine. I'll give you that. Yeah. From the gut, it gives you a real. You you feel you feel more attuned to your gut than anything else. What's in it? What it's telling you? What it wants to expel from itself? Yes, actually, if I'm going to speak, you know, as the wine expert on the show for a moment. Oh, do tell. It's actually not that complex of a wine. It's pretty simple and simple-minded. And honestly, there's not much to think about here. Isn't that fitting? (laughs) That's like an NPR joke. It's it's like you're listening to NPR. I feel like this whole episode is an NPR joke right now. I actually think the concept for this is basically just an NPR joke. At this point, I sort of feel like... I've got my own head up my own ass much further than I put it up there before. Then get excited, because I've also decided to do an NPR-style news trivia game with you. Oh, heavenly joy. I know, that's what everyone says. This is the greatest Christmas gift one could have ever given me. I knew it's just what you wanted, and that's why I brought you here to play a game I'm calling The Price is Trump. Steve, this is a simple game. I'm going to ask you five questions about real Trump-branded products, according to an article I googled and found on Business Insider. Are you ready? Sure. All right. We're going to begin now with question number one. Question one. Trump Ice was the name of A. A vodka-based party drink a la Smirnoff Ice. B, a bottled water exclusive to Trump-branded properties, or C, an ill-advised early 90s rap album? I'm going to go with B. Oh, hooray! You are correct. It was B. Trump Ice was a bottled water that I actually remember seeing when I first moved to New York. Uh, we went to school together near the Trump International Hotel at right. Columbus Circle. Way to dox us, but go ahead. Uh, you know, now everyone can find us 10 years ago. Yeah. It was a simpler time back then. Marty, I know where they are. 
But back then, there were bottles of Trump ice because people, tourists, would get them at that hotel and you'd wind up just running across like an empty, dirty bottle of Trump ice on the mm -hmm. sidewalk. Yeah. Which is where it belongs. Which is a metaphor. I know. Speaking of metaphors, I think you know everything there is to know about Trump steaks, right? In that they are steaks and he put his name on them and they did not sell well. Do you know where they did not sell well at? Uh, the New York City Metroplex? The Sharper Image, ah. which is why it truly is the, the best Trump product of them all. Yes, but what was its numbers like on Skyball? Well, I have some numbers for you in question number two. Question number two. A pack of 16 Trump steaks cost how much when they were first introduced at the Sharper Image in May of 2007? A. $199 B. $399 C. $599 or D, $999. Ooh, see, now the sh the money's on the most outrageously expensive because A, it's 16 steaks and that's a lot of meat. Uh, B, he just loves to overcharge for things that are bad, um, which explains his economic policy. Badoom, ah, uh, I don't have that sound that's effect. That's fine. Keep so mine. So thank you. Yeah, keep mine. Um, and uh, so I'm, you know, I'm a, I'll, I'll work with a sure bet and I'll go with $999. That's correct. Oh my goodness. Uh, the good news is that was not the only price point. If you couldn't afford $1,000 worth of steak, you could spend $200 on a convenient 12-pack of Trump steak burgers mm. that also came with four steaks. Ah. Don't you like the idea of getting just Donald Trump's ground beef? I don't. I, especially what with all the E. coli that's been happening lately. Oh, that's a good point. But you know, that's mostly in greens, which I'm told he never eats. Right. Uh, speaking of Trump steaks, question number three, also about Trump steaks. I mentioned that they were first introduced in May of 2007 at the Sharper Image. But when did the Sharper Image discontinue them? Was it A, 2007, B, 2009, or C, 2012? 2007. That is correct. Do you know how many months they were on the market at the Sharper Image? I'm going to go with five and a half. Three. Ooh, see, I gave him too much credit. All right, Steve, you are on a roll so far, but let's see if your luck holds up as we move on to another product. This time in question number four, we're talking about what might be the textbook definition of synergy, because Donald Trump once got into the betting game. That's right, betting. Mm. So which of these products was a real Trump betting product? Was it A, Trump blankets, B, Trump pillows, or C, Trump mattresses? Ooh, he seems like a mattress salesman, so writ large. I'm going to go Trump mattresses. Oh, no. I'm so sorry. The correct answer was actually Trump pillows. Oh. Smother your dreams with Trump pillows. Were they, were they scientifically designed to prevent uh, the movement of hair? That is a great question, and I would be intrigued by that pillow product. Yeah, some sort of weird magnet that just holds it in place, perhaps. Is that how it works? Uh, no, actually, I'm told that it works through a, um, it, it's some sort of, it's some brand of uh, uh, hairspray that used to be big into the, what are the, the ozone depleters? What is it, the oh, CFCs? yes, the CFCs. Yeah, he actually is, he was actually really pissed about uh, all of those companies uh, going away from CFCs because his favorite brand of spray that gets his hair just right, and I use the word right in quotation marks, uh, was heavy into the CFCs. 
which might explain his environmental policies as well. Wow, it actually is the first concrete analysis of his environmental policies that I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. We are a news podcast, just like all the news podcasts. I'm full of all sorts of information that serves no purpose but to make me upset. And speaking of feeling upset, our last question will definitely make you feel upset because we are playing this one by price is right rules, all right? Mm. The price is Trump. One dollar. Okay, but don't say one dollar. <laughs> Jeez, the, that that's, was... That's the, that's the price is right <sighs> rule. What a Trump. Oh. All right, Steve, here's the question. Try to guess the price without going over of an unopened bottle of Trump vodka that is currently listed on eBay. What is its buy it now price on eBay? Oh, you told me this, I think. In I told for the show. you what I found the price for an an empty bottle oh. of Trump vodka to be Unopened. because okay. uh, Trump vodka very discontinued at this point. Mostly, you can only purchase empty bottles of it. I wonder where the vodka comes from. Melania. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna go thirteen ninety nine. That would be one thousand three hundred ninety nine dollars. No, thirteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Oh well, you are technically under, so I will give it to you, but. $1,399 was closer because the buy it now price for a 750 milliliter bottle of Trump vodka is $1,000. Hmm. So take your pick. You can either get the 16 pack of Trump steaks or you can get the bottle of Trump vodka, both the same price, both an amazing deal. Oh, as my prize? Yes, as your prize for hmm. winning because ladies and gentlemen, Steve got... Four out of five. Four out of Four five. Four out of five. That's pretty good. You I was are, keeping track. Don't worry. You are a Trump expert here. <clears throat> oh, oh, kill me now. <laughs> I, and I will. After this word from our sponsors. And we're back drinking Trump. <sighs> Cabernet Sauvignon with my guest Steve Trollinger here on Chris Tries to Review Wine. Steve. Oh, Chris, we stopped drinking this wine almost immediately. <laughs> Don't lie, Steve. We're still drinking it because it's not bad. It's alcohol. That's an accurate assessment. I gotta say, I've had far worse on this show, um, but also I've felt far better drinking them. Yes, yes. That is true. Yes. Uh, and what I really want to know is, what does this wine have to say for itself? I think that might say a lot about both the wine and our nation. And so we're going to do a very special dramatic reading of wine labels with Steve taking the bottle and reading it for us. Ladies and gentlemen, Trump Cabernet Sauvignon. Tucked into the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains where Thomas Jefferson first had a vision to make America's finest wines. Trump Winery has crafted this classic Cabernet Sauvignon. This full-bodied red is balanced and silky with dark fruit flavors of plum, blackberry, and hints of toffee and dark chocolate. Did you say toffee or coffee? Toffee. Toffee. He does seem like the kind of man who would eat toffee or give it to children, you know? I don't think he I don't think he'll give anything to children. Actually, he did give something to one very important child. He gave this winery to Eric when he became president. This is true. Eric Trump is in charge of uh, Trump wineries. Trump, what you just can't help I, I yourself. Just, it is. You don't uh, want to say his name. That's the problem. Mm. 
But uh, back to the wine label. You mentioned on that wine label in what was truly a mellifluous reading, uh, something about Thomas Jefferson? Yes, uh, Trump Winery is based out of Monticello, the uh, estate and home designed and built by master architect, scientist, philosopher, and statesman, our third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson. Wow. So this is presidential in more ways than one, is what you're saying. Yes, Thomas Jefferson, a man who, uh, I believe it was JFK, said uh, at a dinner once. He had a dinner uh, at the White House, and uh, he was surrounded by scientists and philosophers, and he said, this is the finest collection of minds to have ever been assembled at the White House, aside from the days Thomas Jefferson dined alone. Wow. And this does feel yes. like a very intelligent, worldly wine, yes. except for the name on the label. Yes, and that man's property now serves as the basis for the other man's shill uh, machine. I want to say shill machine. I'll shill call machine. It. A shill machine. Shill machine. Yeah. We're really? shilling. We're shilling for it right now. I gotta say, we yeah. We kind of are. We are, because you could go to their beautiful website, which is gorgeously designed and features not one, not two, but three quotes from Thomas Jefferson about wine on the homepage. Just the homepage <laughs> features such notable Thomas Jefferson quotes as <clears throat> I have lived temperately I double the doctor's recommendation of a glass and a half of wine each day. Huh? Huh? That's everyone's that's favorite a, Thomas Jefferson that's quote. That's exactly what he sounded like, too. Yes, it is. That's, uh, I've, I've got one more for you. We could, in the United States, make as great a variety of wines as are made in Europe. Sure, yeah, we could. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I, uh, I would try it myself, but I feel like the only thing that would come out would be like Daniel Day-Lewis's uh, Lincoln voice. I think that's the only uh -huh. like presidential voice I can do. It's point. the only old-timey presidential yeah. voice there is. I can yeah. do the other, I can do newer ones. I could probably I could I could squeeze I could squeeze out a a Clinton or a, or a Bush senior and junior. Ooh, uh, wow. Well, I can do a Bush senior right now. Here it goes. Cut that joke, please. That's that's the definition of too soon. I don't that know. That was this week. That was like last week. It was over a week ago now. That was practically a different year. Does anyone remember what happened over a week ago? Well, I wish I could say that you were wrong, but you're not. So, as we know, this is a very presidential wine. But mm -hmm. what I don't know is how much did it cost? And often we play a game called, how much did it cost? But we already played a game. So instead, Steve, just tell me, break the news to me. How much did this wine cost? Uh, this wine cost, if I remember correctly, about, it was $24.99, I want to say. And as an addendum to that, could not be shipped Ooh. to New York City. Oh my, oh, whoa. <laughs> Had to be shipped to New Jersey. And then whoa, over and $20 and, and another state. And oh my goodness, <laughs> I... For some oh, reason, the city and state of his birth and residence seem to want nothing to do with anything related to him. Wow, but $25. Is this $25 worth of wine? Because it, it is not a barrel of wine, no. so I'm struggling to see how this is $25 worth well, of wine. Well, it's imported, technically. Oh, goodness. Uh, but tell me, how much do you like it? Because let's be honest, it's not bad. No, no. Aside from the, uh, aside from the label, it is a perfectly serviceable bottle of red wine. Yeah, and so I actually normally just get one score for the wine for my guests, but this week I'd like to get two scores. One for the whole Trump wine package, $25 shipped to New Jersey, 
Somehow you got to go to New Jersey, which seems like a cruel Chris Christie related trick to me. Mm. And I want to hear a score if you didn't have to do any of that. A score if you didn't know how much it cost. A score if it just came in a blank bottle that you found on a street corner. So do we want to do standard uh, stars or do we want to do five weird okay symbol finger gestures? Yeah, I was going to say out of five tiny sausage fingers, yes. what do you give it? Uh, with the knowledge. With the knowledge. With knowledge, well, you know. That uh, you will never unlearn, sadly. The old axiom of... Uh, ignorance being bliss, uh, I probably would uh, adhere close to that and yeah. say that with the knowledge of the wine's origins and what it took to get it, I would say two finger sausages, maybe two and a half. Two finger wow. sausages and a thumb. I'll say. And a thumb and a, yes. and a tiny weird thumb. And a tiny baby thumb. Wow. And then what would you say without that knowledge? If ignorance is bliss, how many baby finger sausages do you give this wine? I would say a good threefer. A threefer? Yes. Wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to diverge a little bit here. I'm going to say that uh, with the knowledge, and again, knowledge is the worst thing that ever happened to mankind. With the knowledge, it's only like a one. It's like one nubby, weird little baby finger sausage. Mm. Well, I'm an optimist. Uh, that you are, Steve. That's why you brought this into my life. Mm -hmm. uh, but... Ignorance is bliss, and this wine is not bad. I would give it a solid 3.5, maybe even a 4 if I didn't know how much it cost. Uh, because definitely, if we're just assessing this as a wine, because, you know, this is an educational wine podcast. Right, I forgot. Yes, that's correct. I always forget. Um, there are better Cabernets that cost less. Yes. Though this Cabernet is not bad. Nameless ones. But overall, I would say for the, for the just being wine, uh, to pa not paraphrase, to... Quote, um, to quote Dave Chappelle's version of Samuel L. Jackson, it'll get you drunk. And again, you won't hate it until you realize what you're doing. And then you'll hate yourself mm -hmm. and it. Yes. And that's why when we're done recording, both of us are going to donate the equivalent cost of this wine to Donald Trump's favorite organizations, uh, the ACLU. Or um, one of the many, I know there's quite a few uh, migrant-based ones uh, helping recent immigrants, uh, legal immigrants or otherwise with finding work and getting, getting legal representation and things like that. One of the ones that isn't in the news for being a fraud. I'm sure there are probably a couple of there them. There are probably a couple that aren't yeah. frauds. And I will put a link to some of these charities in the show notes in case, you know, you would like to give yes. $24.99 to the charity of your choice. Yes, in case you would like to assuage the guilt that we forced on ourselves. That's correct. We did do this to ourselves. Yes. Oh. And in the end, isn't that what the Christmas spirit is all about? Self-inflicted wounds! Yes, it is! And that is why I was so glad you brought this to a special Christmas episode of Chris Tries to Review Wine. Steve... Thank you so much for coming. This has definitely been the most challenging episode I've ever recorded. I feel great. I can tell and it disturbs me. Yeah. I can't move the muscles in my face any more than this. And if you too want to learn how to numb yourself to the rest of the world, you can find out more about the wines we taste at ChrisTriesToReview.wine. And as always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at IamChrisBarlow, and you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and some other places because it is 2018, and all we really do is look at our phones. And how?
Cheers, Steve. Cheers, Chris. I'm not actually going to drink this. No, I respect you. You have more willpower than me. I'm gonna just top myself off now and only look at the back of the bottle for the rest of the night. And you know what? I'll forget we did this in the morning. A lesson for America, to be sure. Chris Tries to Review Wine is a Dapper Devil production. This episode was produced and edited by me, Chris Barlow, with assistance from my good friend, Wine. You can find out more about me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Chris Barlow, and you can find out more about the show at Chris Tries to Review dot wine. That's Chris Tries to Review dot wine. <laughs>